Augustine Institute Radio Theater presents The Victory of Joan of Arc. This episode is brought to you by The Mission Circle, a community dedicated to daily prayer and a monthly financial gift in support of the Augustine Institute's mission to help Catholics understand, live, and share their faith. For more information, visit missioncircle.org. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode, Building an Army. April, 1429. The Dauphin's caravan makes its way to Tours, a city owned by Queen Yolande, the Dauphin's mother-in-law. Tours, as you may know, has some of the finest craftsmen in France, weavers of silk, workers of silver and gold, forgers of coats of mail and armor. The maiden will be equipped with everything she needs to attack Orléans. Need I also say that upon her arrival in Tours, Jeanne is greeted by yet another mob of people wanting to touch her and receive her blessing. Jeanne and her company are at the manor house of Jean de Puy, a friend of Queen Yolande's and a leader in the city. It is here that her war council begins to assemble. Dear maiden, I hope I am not disturbing you. My dearest friend, John, you have come. Do not say you are here to take back your horse. He has served me so well, carrying me from one tribunal to another. (laughs) No, good maiden. The Dauphin has tasked me to prepare you for your work. I am prepared. I have been for weeks, my lord. It is one thing to be a messenger. It is another to become the commander of an army. First, you must have staff. Your page will be Louis de Coote from Chinon. Come in, Louis. Dear maiden. I am glad you are with me, Louis. You shall have two heralds. Two? That is good. I will have many messages to send. (laughs) You will also need a squire. We have chosen one with many years of experience to bear your shield and armour. May I present Jean Delon. Commander. Monsieur Delon. My first duty is to procure your armour and weapons. The Dauphin insists that you are outfitted anew. Do you have any thoughts about what you will wear? They must be... unadorned. White. If that is what you desire... Monsieur Espey, the Dauphin's own master armourer, will see to it. And His Highness has brought an artist to design your banner. That is good, but my saints have told me what image will appear on the banner. Our Lord, sitting in judgment in the clouds of heaven, he will be seated upon his throne, blessing us with his right hand and holding in his left a globe of the world. Angels will attend him on both sides, with the image of the fleur-de-lis and the names Jesus and Maria at the top. The background must be strewn with royal lilies in gold. Beautiful. I will have to take extra care when carrying it in battle. I will carry the banner myself. Poussel, how will you fight with your sword if you carry a banner? If I carry the banner, then I will not use my sword. You will not need a sword. I must have a sword. The sword of St. Catherine herself. St. Catherine's sword? (laughs) Jeanne, how are we to find a sword used by St. Catherine? She lived 1,200 years ago. And which sword do you have in mind? The sword she brought from Egypt? (laughs) The one the Prince of the Franks gave her? 
It is the sword with five crosses engraved on the blade. Where are we to find this sword? At the church of St. Catherine's in Fierbois. I have been there many times. I do not recall a sword belonging to St. Catherine. She told me it is there, behind the altar. Well then, <laughs> if it is battle-worthy, you shall use it. Uh, Dolan, will you go to Fierbois for the sword? Yes, of course, Your Grace. Oh. Ah. My lords, I apologize. I have only just heard that you have come. I am Father Robert Gilles. I am Jean Dolon, the squire to the Maiden of Doremy. This is Monsieur Mouchard. Father. Ah, the Maiden of Doremy. Jeanne. Uh, but why are you here? She has sent us for a sword owned by St. Catherine. There are five crosses engraved in the blade. There has been a mistake. There is no sword of that kind here. Mm, perhaps it is behind the altar? No. See for yourselves. Father, if I may ask, why is the church adorned with shields, swords and lances? Looks more like an armory than a place of worship. Why do you have weapons displayed so prominently? It is an ancient tradition. When the soldiers of our country were faced with danger, they called to St. Catherine for help. When she saved them, they would come here and offer their armor and weapons in thanks. And on occasion, weapons are sold to feed the poor. Here is the altar. You see? No sword. If you'll permit us to search, perhaps there's a secret door or a hiding place somewhere. Must be here. Jeanne was told by St. Catherine herself. Mm. The walls are solid. No latches or doors. I am at a loss, my lords. But what about these floor tiles? What of them? They are uneven. Poor craftsmanship. I've often scrubbed these floors and. I've never noticed. Monsieur Jean, your knife, please. Here. Uh, uh, uh. <sighs> the floor is not solid under the tile. Do you, do you have any pikes? Something to lift the tile? Give me a moment. I'm astonished. I did not know about this place. Why would someone throw a blanket into it? That is not merely a blanket. Unless it is a blanket shaped like a sword. Oh. Oh. By the saints. I can hardly believe it. Oh, I mean, it is rusty, but there are the five crosses on the blade. Do you see? Oh. St. Catherine save us. It is beautiful workmanship. We must take it back to Jean right away. No, no. Wait, please. Uh, allow me time to clean the sword and find a better carrier for it than that old rag. Come, refresh yourselves, and then before you go, we will say a mass of thanksgiving for this wondrous thing.
State your name, s'il vous plaît. Jean Dolan, of Gascony. I was squire to the maiden Jeanne. Tell us about the sword of St. Catherine. We found it buried behind the altar at the church of Fierbois. A remarkable thing. Miraculous. Everything was just as Jeanne had told us. The blade had five crosses engraved on the steel. The priests provided sheaths, one of embroidered velvet and another cloth of gold. The word of its discovery preceded us back to Tours. Crowds gathered, as if we were returning with a holy relic. Everyone pressed in to see Jeanne hold the sword for the first time. Yes. This is the sword Saint Catherine said I should have. Oh, that the tribunal in Poitiers were here. This is the sign they yearned to see. Would they have believed even this? Now, maiden, let us see to your armor. Monsieur Dolan, how was Jeanne outfitted? She was equipped as any of the men-at-arms would have been, but with greater splendour, of course. Is it what she wanted? Not at all. The Dauphin insisted. Her armour was white, dazzling. Well, Jeanne, what do you think? It fits perfectly. Merci. Merci to the skilled armourer. It is not too tight. You can move freely. I believe so. Hmm. Wield your sword. Yes. It is good. Though I pray I will never have to use it. Forgive me, Poussel, but there is a priest at the door to see you. Is he begging? Send him away. No, wait. He is not a beggar, my lord. Uh, he, he says... Well, he insists that God has sent him to the maiden. Bring him in. Perhaps he's the priest to hear my confession. But you are surrounded by priests who can do that. They are members of the court. I need one I can trust. I understand. I was told by my saints about a priest. But as yet, I... My lady, this is Friar Jean Pascarel. Oh, of course it is. Good maiden, I have been searching the countryside to find you, from Chinon to Poitiers, and finally giving up, I came to the abbey here in Tours to serve. This morning, as I prayed, I was told where to find you. Told by whom? Our Lord. I, I know it may seem unbelievable, but... Friar Pascarel, you are known to me. Am I? I have been told that if I ever met you, I would like you. Now I have, and I do. Welcome. Good maiden. I, I must admit that I am not entirely sure why God has sent me to you. Is there something you need from me? I would be honoured for you to hear my confession, Friar, if you will do so. But the honour will be mine. Today, tomorrow, and, if God wills it, to the end of our lives. prefer Friar Jean or Friar Pascarel? Either. How did you hear about the maiden? Many spoke of Jeanne and how she had met the king. 
The first time, though, I was at Puy, in that town where some of those who had brought Jeanne to the king. <laughs> they told me I must meet Jeanne, which I finally did in Tours. I heard her confession and sang mass before her, and from that hour, I remained with her. You went with her from Tours to where? Blois. It was there she met with all of her commanding officers and army. Why there? Blois is 30 miles closer to Orléans, and the fields are a better place to encamp the soldiers. What was that like? Hundreds, perhaps thousands of soldiers were there, organized and drilled and given orders. Jeanne was anxious to march to Orléans to give food and comfort to the people there. The plan was to sneak the provisions to the town of Crécy, then use barges to carry them downriver to Orléans. While we waited at the camp, Jeanne bade me to have a banner made to rally the priests, one with the painted image of our Lord crucified. I did as she asked. Then, each morning and evening, Jeanne summoned all the priests to assemble to sing anthems and hymns. And what of her officers? My Lord Duke, who are all these men? Your commanders, dear maiden. The ruddy-faced gentleman in the silver armour is Jean de la Brosse, the Marshal of Saint-Sever and head of the King's bodyguard. The rather stern-looking man next to him is Gilles, the Baron de Ré. Does he often dye his beard blue? <laughs> yes. Some call him Bluebeard for that reason. You know Capitaine Raoul de Gaucourt from Chinon? Yes. Also, you see your guardians from Vaucouleurs, Jean de Metz and Bertrand de Boulanger. <laughs> my friends! Jean, Bertrand, my brave knights. Good maiden. Pucelle. Out of my way! What are we waiting for? Where is this virgin peasant who presumes to command us? That is Gascon Etienne de Vignol, though everyone calls him La Hire. Why La Hire? Perhaps because he's prickly well, like a hedgehog. Where is she? Why are we waiting? I am here, sir. Ah, good, our country maiden. Let me have a look at you. Well, you may look at me as I look at you, Capitaine. What? Great commanders of France, I thank you all for coming. But before we begin, I beg all of you to go to confession. Cleanse yourselves with God's absolution. Are you jesting? I am not, Capitaine. Furthermore, we will have no more swearing or blasphemy from the highest-ranking commander to the lowliest soldier. Impossible! Those who wish to join this fight must attend Mass twice daily. None will be forced against his will. However, anyone who refuses will be released from our service. What is all this? Maiden, you must be reasonable. I believe I am, Capitaine de Ré. Oh! And I command you to remove all women from the camp. Oh, this is absurd. Hear me, men of valor. We go to Orléans as the army of God. The fate of France is in the hands of the pure. Duke of Alençon, tell us, was the maiden sincere? It made her very angry to hear someone swear. Worse if God was blasphemed. 
She detested the kind of women who frequented soldiers' camps. Surely men like Captain Lahir rebelled. Not everyone's surprised even he was affected by her holiness. Did the commanders respect her? Now then, good men, come to the map table. Share with me what I should know about Orléans before our campaign. Well, good lady, the Earl of Salisbury has attacked and claimed towns up and down the river from Orléans. But Orléans has its high walls and some 30 watchtowers. And it has a great stone bridge that serves as the single main entrance across the river from the south. That is how the city has escaped a complete capture. The fortress, at the end of the bridge. Les Tourelles, it is called. Sir John Talbot commands the English forces there. Thank you, my Lord de Gaucourt. What are the English positions everywhere else? The Earl of Suffolk has taken the surrounding buildings and constructed small watchtowers all around Orléans. Captain Lahir, you and Jean Dunois have led attacks against the English, have you not? We have, but without success in open battle. Instead, we looked for weaknesses on the English side by engaging in skirmishes. We were annoying to the Earl of Suffolk, but not of any help to the city. How many people are in the city now? 40,000. The city was built to hold how many? 15,000. 40,000, where only 15,000 should live. The English harassed them constantly, with arrows, cannon fire. Some have said that their misery is a chastisement for the sins of all French people. The priests there call them to repentance, to live holy lives, attend mass, and appeal to Mary and the saints for help. The people of Orléans have done this? They have, maiden. And what do they believe will be God's response? They believe that a young maiden is coming with a great army to liberate them. They have heard that much-needed food and supplies are on the way. For the first time in months, the people have hope. Their hope is not in vain. Good captains, God has given us this moment to free Orléans. We must strike now, and by the grace of God, strike hard. Tell us, Lord de Gaucourt, did Jeanne expect a fight in hand-to-hand combat? How could a woman fight against men with swords and lances, iron clubs and battle axes? I do not believe it ever entered her mind that she couldn't. Francois! Maurice! Louis! Where is my page? Where are my heralds? I'm here, Michel. Louis, how is it that I have two heralds but cannot find them? What do you need? Are you able to write? Yes, yes. I wish to dictate a letter to the English commanders, Suffolk and Talbot, to the boy king of England himself and his regent. Which one is he? The Duke of Bedford. Yes, good maiden. I will write for you. Merci. Oh, of course, Purcell. So, what do you have in mind for the English? I want to give them a chance to repent and to depart peacefully. You are Louis de Coute, a page to Jeanne. Oui. Ah, uh, uh, yes. She dictated letters offering terms to the English at Orléans. Demands, actually. But yes, yes, she wrote three letters. What did she say? 
She warned them that God had sent her to restore the royal blood of France to its rightful place on the throne. She told them to hand over the keys to the cities they had violated, confess their sins, and pay back what they had stolen or destroyed. In exchange, she would allow them to depart in peace. If not, well, she promised to bring about a great injury to them and begged them not to bring about their own destruction. Did the English respond? No. Though some of us thought we could hear their laughter all the way at Blois. Then we attended Mass, and many prayers were said. I heard Captain Laire himself pray. Lord God, please do for Laire what Laire would do for you if you were captain. And Laire was God. The next morning, we prepared to march. My lady. Enter. May I help you with your armour? No, good squire. It is my cross to bear for our lord. Dare I refuse it? As you wish. <sighs> Dear girl, are you afraid? No, sir. I was born for this. I believe God is with me. Though, this field makes me think of Don Waymi, and the fields in which I ran, and the games I once played as a child. I will never see those days again. You may. No. No, God may give me only a year for this mission. Perhaps a little more. My saints have said as much. That is all the time I have. Are the priests ready? Their banners held high. We, oui, Bruxelles. Then let us march. Veni, Creator Spiritus, mentes tuorum visita, imple superna gratia, quae tu creasti pectora. Qui diceris pariclitus, altissimi donum dei, fons vivus, Ignis, caritas, et spiritalis unctio. Tu septiformis munere, digitus patanae dexterae, tu rite promissum patris, sermone ditans gutura. Kindle our sense from above, and make our hearts o'erflow with love, with patience firm, and virtue high, the weakness of our flesh supply. Far from us drive the foe we dread, and grant us thy peace instead. So shall we not, with thee for guide, turn from the path of life aside. Oh, may thy grace on us bestow the Father and the Son to know, and thee, through endless times confessed, of both the eternal Spirit blessed. Now to the Father and the Son, who rose from death,
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Victory of Joan of Arc, a production of Augustine Institute Radio Theater. To find out more about this audio drama, as well as many others like it, go online to airtheater.org. That's A-I-R-theater.org.